listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus again in reply spoke to the chief priests and elders of the peoples in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son. He dispatched his servants to summon the invited guests to the feast, but they refused to come. A second time he sent other servants, saying, Tell those invited, Behold, I have prepared my banquet. My calves and fatted cattle are killed, and everything is ready. Come to the feast. Some ignored the invitation and went away, one to his farm, another to his business. The rest laid hold of his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged and sent his troops, destroyed those murderers, and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The feast is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy to come. Go out, therefore, into the main roads and invite to the feast whomever you find. The servants went out into the streets and gathered all they found, bad and good alike, and the hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he saw a man there not dressed in a wedding garment. The king said to him, My friend, how is it that you came in here without a wedding garment? But he was reduced to silence. Then the king said to his attendants, Bind his hands and feet, and cast him into the darkness outside, where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, A word of welcome and to all of you. Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you to our musicians. <laughs> Happy to have your help today. Um, Boy, these readings are a little intense, aren't they? Wow. <laughs> you know, did, when you heard those words, did you think about the news? You know, this, uh, he's sending the troops and he's going to burn the city and wipe it. You know, it's like, whoa, okay. Um, so yeah, my friends, get ready. The readings are kind of intense. So this is going to be a little intense. So a little uh, warning there. I just want to say how happy we are to see all of you here. Welcome, welcome. Um, here at the Shrine, this is a Fatima Shrine, so we follow kind of the story of Fatima. So May 13th is what we call the opening of our Fatima season, and it goes June 13th, July 13th, all those days Mother Mary appeared, and then October 13th was the final apparition at Fatima. And so we just had that a few days ago. There were thousands of people here. Were any of you here that day? Yeah, so we're all tired, aren't we? I mean, what a, it was a big, beautiful day. And, um, and so... We're going to talk a little bit about Fatima today. I'm, I'm under contract to do that. No, just kidding. It just feels so appropriate. It feels so appropriate. Things that we're going through. So my friends, the, um, the readings today, taken all together, really speak to us about our destiny, about our destiny. In the first reading, the prophet Isaiah, there's this prophetic description of a banquet, of a feast, and that's clearly talking about heaven. And then in the gospel, Jesus' very strange story about this king and the people who are invited to the wedding but won't come is talking about hell. So heaven and hell, heaven and hell. That's what the readings are kind of focusing on. And uh, so it's good to note that in the catechism, it says that God 
has created life here on earth in the state of journeying, in the state of journeying, meaning that we're going somewhere, huh? We have uh, a journey that we're all going on. And when you go on a journey, you know, you want to think about the destination, right? If I want to get to this destination, I, I know what roads do I need to take to get there, right? The path for the destination. So it's kind of funny. I had this example. I've been saying mass at St. Anne's, which is a very close by church. And so I told the people, for example, if you wanted to go to my favorite restaurant, which is McDonald's, you go down the hill and take a left on go north on 31 to get to McDonald's. If that's your destination. Well, somebody reminded me there's another McDonald's south as well. So I was like, that didn't work. It didn't work. You could go either way. All right. No, let, let's think of a different example. Okay. Um, so, so the destination. And so we think about what the prophet Isaiah told us. And it's kind of interesting. We know that this description of heaven really would have spoken to the people of his time. And so the description, the prophecy that, that he gives us, that God on a mountain will provide a feast. So heaven is described as a feast again and again and again. It is a feast. It's a wedding feast. Rich food and choice wines, juicy rich food and pure choice wines. On this mountain, God will also destroy the veil that veils all people. He will destroy death. And he will wipe away every tear from the faces. He'll remove the reproach. He will come to save us on this mountain. He's talking about Mount Calvary, where Jesus died on the cross. And he, by his resurrection, he destroyed death. And he opens the gates to heaven for us, where there will be no more tears, no more reproach. God has come. And uh, it's beautiful, even where he says, this choice wines. Did that remind you of the wedding at Cana? When Jesus did his first miracle, he changed that water into wine. And what did they say? Most people serve the really good wine first. And then after people have been drinking, then you put the cheap stuff out. But you have saved the best for last, the best wine, this choice wine. And so again, it's this language. And you could kind of tell that um, human language struggles to capture the mystery. You know, this, this idea of what God is revealing to us, what is waiting for us in heaven this beautiful image of what's waiting for us in heaven. And then conversely, the description of hell, the other possible destination, the description of hell. And uh, we know that in the Bible, including today's gospel, the, the language is quite frightening. It almost sounds like a horror movie. You know, this place of eternal fire and suffering and demons, et cetera, et cetera, wailing and gnashing of teeth. And we immediately think also of the children of Fatima. So those little three children at Fatima, they saw Mother Mary. They also were given a vision of hell. And, it, and they described just for a moment what it looked like. And it was terrifying. They saw this fire and they see demons and they see these people who died in sin going down into this. And, and so again, the language here, you can tell this language, this imagery is struggling to capture the mystery. You know, and, and so to help us to make sure we, get, we stay on the right track, I want to quote uh, just a little sentence from the Catechism, the Catechism of the Catholic Church on the subject of hell. It's so well done. It's so, like, this is such a delicate topic, and it's so intense. And so a couple of things. First of all, God predestines no one to go to hell. God wants everybody to go to heaven. He loves everybody. And the church teaches that God gives everybody the grace they need to get to heaven. Ah, 
Okay, let's take a breath. Praise God, you know. That's the good news. Now, it is also true that not everyone is going to make it. Not everyone is going to make it. Some people will reject God's love, God's mercy, dying in the state of mortal sin, not being repentant of sin. God will not force his mercy upon people. And so again, the catechism. But here's like a really important key uh, sentence from the catechism. Um, The teachings of the church affirms the existence of hell and its eternity, it's forever. Immediately after death, the souls of those who die in a state of mortal sin descend into hell, where they suffer the punishments of hell, eternal fire. Here's the quote. The chief punishment of hell is eternal separation from God, in whom alone man can possess the life and happiness for which he was created and for which he longs. So that's the heart of it right there. The chief punishment, the chief suffering of hell is to be separated from God. And so all that language that's somewhat shocking and the imagery, all of that is trying to communicate to us, hey, this is really, really serious. So what what the the message of the readings this weekend are telling us is hell is someplace you don't want to go. You do not want to go there. As a matter of fact, it is the worst possible thing that could ever happen to a person is to be separated from God. The God who made us, the God who saved us, the God who loves us, the God who wants to have a relationship with us. We reject that. You know, none of us... um, made ourselves, right? We were created. You know, we're contingent, as they say in philosophy, we're contingent, finite beings. Like none of us had to be here. And if you realize that, you start to understand that even life, existence itself is actually a gift. God has given us a gift that we even exist. It didn't have to be. And this God who loves us so much that he willed to create us and then invites us to that relationship. So the, I think the Bible and even Jesus himself and the teachings of the church and maybe even those visions that the children at Fatima saw, the, the, the reason why the imagery is so horrible and shocking is because God is trying to really help us to understand you don't want to go there. <laughs> to be separated from God is the worst possible thing that could happen. Now, the other side, heaven heaven and all of that language of what the bible tells us heaven will be like again it is the greatest possible thing that could ever happen to a person to make it into heaven what waits for us we get to see god in this life we don't see him what does it say in the bible we walk by faith and not by sight right we struggle through this life this journey that we're on this pilgrimage of faith but in heaven we will see god we will see the angels i can't wait We're going to see the saints and our loved ones who are there. There's no more sickness. There's no more suffering. There's no more death. There's no more evil. There's no more violence. There's no more sin. It's the fullness of the reason why we exist. It's the fullness of happiness, of joy, of peace, complete and total communion with God. My friends, it is the greatest possible thing that could ever happen. It's the reason why we're here. It's the one thing. It's the only thing. We are here to get to heaven. And that's why I think that language really struggles to like communicate that with us, huh? And so the Lord has given us the means that we need to get there. Prayer, the sacraments, especially confession. When you go to confession, you're practicing and rehearsing for your moment of death. (laughs) 
So it says in the catechism, you know, you receive forgiveness and absolution. We approach death without fear. And that's where we want to be, huh? Um, there's another story of the children of Fatima. They saw the angels in 1916 and 1917. Mother Mary came to them, but they also, now this is interesting, and this is a part of the Fatima story that a lot of people don't know. They also saw God. So Sister Lucia, in a couple of her writings, describes that there was this light, and she says, and the light was God. And then this, they were immersed in this light, and she said, you could see yourself better than looking in a mirror. And that must be a foretaste of what it's like when you die and you pass over, and you come before God, and who you are, the state of your soul, which is the accumulation of the choices you made in this life, it's in the light. It's, it's just absolutely clear. And that's why the Lord is giving us all these means now to really work on our, our you know, virtue and, and this holiness and, and struggling against our weaknesses and sin. I like to compare it to pottery. So you've ever seen pottery, they've got the potter's wheel. Planet Earth is rotating, it reminds me of a potter's wheel. And while the pottery, the clay is on there, you can put water and it can be, it can be changed and molded, right? And it can be you know, made into a vessel. But then eventually the clay is taken off the potter's wheel and it's put in the kiln. And once it goes into the kiln, right, it's fired. And then after that, you can't change the shape anymore, right? It is what it is. And I think that's what passing over into eternity is like at that moment. And so the Lord has told us this so that we could be ready not to be fearful, but to be motivated. I think one of the greatest tricks of the devil is just to distract us for staying focused on why we're actually here, huh? And so in the end, it is a tremendous gift that the Lord is speaking this to, to us. And I want to point out one detail from the parable, and that is the man who shows up at the feast day, but he's not wearing the wedding garment. It's a strange detail, right? What's happening there? So it, it's this, my friends. When you die and you cross the threshold into eternity and you come before God, you will see a wedding banquet, a wedding feast. And here's the shocker. It's your wedding. In the Bible, it says that God wants to be the groom and he wants his people, the church, to be the bride in each one of our souls. And that's why you don't go unless you have the wedding garment on. It's because it's your wedding that God is waiting for that union with us. It's just amazing. And so I'm going to conclude with a quote from a saint. Today is the feast of St. Teresa of Avila, the great Carmelite and doctor of the church. And um, I found a great quote from her, which I feel just captures the essence of what the readings are telling us today. So this is St. Teresa of Avila. Remember that you have only one soul, that you have only one death to die, that you have only one life, which is short, and has to be lived by you alone. And there is only one glory, which is eternal. If you do this, there will be many things about which you care nothing. Amen. You've been listening to From the Friars podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars, The Renewal. Please visit us at franciscanfriars.com or on social media, CFR underscore Franciscans. Thank you.